Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in, 718-664-9098, and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. I hope you had a great weekend. You're listening on a Monday to Ray and Tay Today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay Eric Taylor, and yes, Ray, it is a good sports Monday. Give us a call, 718-664-9098. Like always, tweet at us, Instagram, you know the routine. Also check out rayandtaytoday.com, very interactive, very cool sports interviews. Baseball, NFL, college football, we got it all. Ray, let's start with it. The Blue Jays sweep the Rangers. We'll get to them in a minute. But I got to ask you, we got some battles going on. And are the Red Sox getting ready to get sweeped already down 2 nothing in the fourth? And, Ray, do you think the Dodgers can come back or the Nationals going to take a 2-1 lead out there in L.A.? Give me your thoughts. What's going on with baseball? Well, the Red Sox, who I predicted to win it all, uh, are know, face right. the Nationals. They uh, are about to get swept. They're about to go I'll down against the Indians. Against the Indians. <clears throat> They're about to go down <clears throat> like the Toronto Blue Jays took down the Texas Rangers. Now, that's the same outcome as last year. Are you shocked? I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Okay. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> Cleveland's pitching is not that good, and they saved Corey Kluber. Well, he was hurt, but I guess he played, he pitched the second game. So I thought that maybe that game they'd win, but Boston would be up two one by now. Uh, I'm also shocked by the fact that Toronto Blue Jays, who basically took the month of October, oh sorry, August off, kind of were, were struggling all September, yeah. and then turned it around in October and. They're doing what nobody does in the playoffs, which is hitting the long ball. You know, typically home run hitting teams can get shut down in the playoffs, but not this Blue and Jays still team. Still probably could though. Still probably could. Sure, you but I'm saying the first round they they, they yeah. didn't right, and no. it just tells you that you know regular season sometimes can be deceptive. You you, you put your number one pitcher up against. The other team's number one pitcher, and you know Madison Bumgarner shut the Mets down, but he doesn't pitch again until Game Three, right? So oh, tonight he's pitching tonight to save the series because the Cubs can sweep the, the Giants. Series. Huge, yeah. But <laughs> the Texas Rangers had the best record in the American League, home field advantage, and the Blue Jays. That's what's most surprising, and it's the same outcome as last year. And you figured they were all fired up. Both teams were fired up because of the or. Odor, um, you know, Batista, Batista. thing. Yeah. So I, I'm surprised at all the outcomes, frankly, that Toronto swept, that Boston might sweep Cleveland. Uh, sorry, Cleveland might sweep Boston. Cleveland might sweep that, Boston. That's very, the very surprising. Cubs and then, sweep, but I think Bumgarner is going to give them the business tonight. I, I, I don't. I, I hope don't know so. I hope it gets a series. I hope we don't have three. 
three game sweeps. You know, that would be terrible. Well, we got a great Washington, one out there in LA, though. I mean, right, the Nationals and the Dodgers won one, so that yeah, wouldn't be. They're, a sweep. They're, they're going at it, and some timely hitting. Uh, you know, Turner did his thing earlier. It's four uh, three. And you got to wonder, smart move in some ways, right, that they went with uh, Geo for game three and not in game two. They went with the young kid in game two, Dusty Baker, where people were, you know, questioning that. But he saved the veteran, Geo, who's, you know, been doing okay. They knocked him out after the home run. But, yeah. So, I mean, if the Nats hold hold on, this this could be their year. I mean, if they could get past the Cubs. But the Cubs just look – Unbeatable, right? You know, the Cubs, especially, they're they're awesome. I mean, they they really are. Yeah, they are good. And yeah. if they, I don't even know how they lose. I mean, do they well, the, the, get out? They play the Blue Jays, and the Blue Jays bats out hit them. That's the only way they lose. You know what I mean? Because let's just say this. The Blue Jays are not just home run, but you say they're home run hitters, right? And they are. They were, like, I think, what, second or third in the AL and then top five in all of baseball in home runs at, like, 225, 223 home runs. But all their hitters, some of them, I mean, look, Troy, uh, Encarnacion, Joey Bad, some of the other guys, they're also clutch hitters. And, you know, they're smart. Sometimes they'll go out Josh Donaldson, you see him run the bases last night? Yeah, Donaldson. And that's your I mean, MVP, so, right? That's not your guy. That's not your 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 you know light saying. hitting shortstop. That's your MVP. They're a dangerous team right now. They really are, and this is going to be fun. I, I, like you, I don't want the sweeps. You know, it's hard because I also pick Boston to win and and you know go pretty far, not to the series, but to the ALCS, and to see them get swept. Um, I don't think Cleveland has the weapons against the Blue Jays, so I'd rather see Boston, Toronto. Do you know what I mean? But if Cleveland does it, good for them because, you know, it's like baseball karma. They need this. Even I mean, for them to do this even with, you know, losing, what, Salazar and, and the other kid, that's impressive. So good for them if they can still pull – and not just pull it off, but sweep the Red Sox with the Red Sox lineup and pitching and all that talent. That That would be a big, big story. So – it's fun, man. It's October, October, baby. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, this is a fun week. College is heating up. The NFL starting its buys, and 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 in week five, you know, you're starting to talk playoffs. You're trying to talk in the playoffs, out of the playoffs, rookie of the year, MVP. It's heating up. This is a lovely time in sports. It definitely is, and then. Preseason hockey and preseason basketball. So hockey yeah, will hockey start starts first. tomorrow or Wednesday. Oh, tomorrow, okay. okay. Wednesday, so yeah. Maybe, maybe on Friday. We'll, on Friday, we'll give a little. Uh, you know who our finals will be, or final four at least. You know, we we like to we like to dip our our hat in the ring. We always got to pick a champ. I don't care what the sport is. Um, before we get to football, real quick, LT Grace playing this weekend, right? The Safeway. I mean, look, the season golf season is. I guess, over or beginning or however you want to spin it. I mean, it really starts off, what, in February, right, out at the Phoenix Open. Um, is Tiger, can he make the cut? Can he win? I mean, I don't know who's playing. It doesn't seem like all the big names are in, so maybe he's got a shot. What are your thoughts? I mean, it all depends on health, but, I mean, he seems to be fairly healthy if he's going to sign up and play. 
Well, you know, now there were rumors that he was going to pull out again. So, uh, to me, this is just first he needs to get his physical self, but as with any sport, but particularly in that kind of one-on-one sport or one-on-the-field sport, uh, oh, he just they just announced, sorry, this they just announced a couple hours ago that he pulled out actually. His returns on hold and he pulls out of the Safeway. I I thought it was early. I, I did. I figured he'd start next season in February, maybe be out here at the Waste Management well, that would just Phoenix be Open. To get his mind right, you know, to get his uh just to get everything clicking, to get to get the cobwebs out, to get his confidence back, you know, if he were to finish top ten, top fifteen. But yeah, he pulled out. Apparently he, he just doesn't feel right. His knee is back. So, um you know, speaking of not feeling right, what about Gary Kubiak? Another episode. Remember uh, a couple of yeah. years ago he, he, he collapsed he on the Texas. sideline. Yeah, and now he won't coach. They they just announced that he won't coach the Vikings on Thursday night. I mean the Broncos, that, Bron- yeah, Broncos against Chargers, he's out. The Broncos, sorry, yeah, yeah. That um that sport's very stressful. And when you start to have repeat, you know, incidents like that, you gotta be worried about this guy's health. He's a relatively and it's young also guy. the hours, right? It's it's the stress, but it's the hours too, right? And um, they wind up not always eating so well because they're eating on the run or by the stadium or, you know, snacking and 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 they're putting in, you know, six seven days a week and crazy crazy hours. So, well, that's the perfect segue. You said it, and we can start right there. Um, before we even get to Sunday Night Football because his team took an L. And I think in a lot of ways we both have to get on the bandwagon with Dion and become believers because the Atlanta Falcons, ladies and gentlemen, they're actually for real. When Vic Beasley, they what did they get, like six sacks yesterday, and Beasley stepped up and they won in Denver. Yes, it was Paxton Lynch, right? But I got to say, the game plan was brilliant because they said, okay, fine, you're going to have a great second day and take away Julio. He had two catches, but we've got two running backs, and we're going to use Coleman, which I was shocked that he was doing things with the sickle cell. In I the, sat him, in, too, and he put up crazy in the, points. In the mile high. I, listen, I, I was shocked that he did that, and then he was fine and played, so, hey, different strokes for different folks. God bless him. And then Freeman, just the whole team, um, how impressive was the Falcons' win, and are you impressed with the now 4-1? and one? We've got a bunch of good 4-1 and one teams, uh, the 4-1 and one Falcons, right? Look, very and very. I mean, Matty Ice, number one in the league. Not only, not only that, but if you look at their division, they're 4-1, and one, and the rest <laughs> of the teams in that NFC South are 1-3. and three. The Bucks are one and three. The Panthers are one and three. The Saints are one and three. Now, obviously, the Bucks and the Panthers are playing tonight. We'll talk about that in a sec. But yeah. so one of those teams is going to go one and four, uh, and the other teams obviously can go two and three. So you'll be two games ahead of one team, two and a half against ahead of the Saints, and three ahead of the loser of tonight's game. So and really, two and a half year, ahead of Cal- and, and uh, Carolina because the Falcons beat the Panthers head to head already. Yeah, even even more so. So if Carolina loses, they're 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 basically out of the division, and then they have to scrap for a wild card. Uh, but 
you're absolutely right. These Falcons, and, and remember I called it last year. I said they're not for real last year. I think that experience of collapsing last year and help them. not playing well I think is going to help them. Look, their defense is not great. And, in fact, it's it's probably, you know, average to below average. But some of that is the fact that your offense is so good. It's hard to win, you know, 40 to 3. If you're going to put up 40, you're probably going to give up 20, 30. You know what I mean? It's very rare that you have the excellent offense and the excellent defense just because, you know, it's hard to have all that talent on both sides of the ball. And also – it's natural to give up a little bit, you know, to, to, to relax a little bit when your offense is so prolific. So I do think they look good this year. I love that two-headed monster running back. I love Julio Jones. Matt Ryan I was not as down on as some other folks, especially, you know, some callers. Like Najee was killing him, saying that he's just not clutch. And, you know, he has – uh, you know, wilted a little bit in the second half of seasons, but but this guy, I I still think you can win with, with Matt Ryan. Uh, I, I'm not. He does need a good clean pocket. Let's let's be he fair. He does. I mean, okay, I that's all right. Not fair. the worst yeah. thing in the world, right? Not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, will will a, will a heavy pass rush give him problems? Of course, but you know what? Having that two headed monster helps. Play it changes action. everything. Helps two you know, running and, backs. Both of them can catch and both of them can run. So, I mean, that, that's That's good great. drafting. That, that is good excellent. drafting right there. And, excellent. you know, that's what you have to do. Just because you have a talented running back doesn't mean that you can't draft another one. And I, and I think that that's why you're going to see an improved Tennessee team, you know, because I like having Henry and DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray's second behind our boy Ezekiel Elliott in rushing. And the Titans, you know, spanked the Dolphins. Not much to talk about, but, you know, put up their 30 points. But, you know, when you start to talk about a running game, it's so, so important in this league. And I guess really what's fascinating to me is now going to, you know, these other teams that are 3-1 and or 4-1 and like Green Bay or the Patriots, you know, you're starting to see where teams are starting to play a little better defense. Uh, Ninkovich and uh, Hightower back, Brady's return. I mean, 33-13, and you feel bad for the Browns. Kessler goes down, then Charlie Whitehurst, Clipboard Jesus, what they call him, and, uh, and uh. Terrell, Pryor, <laughs> Terrell Pryor might have to start. I mean, who knows? Um, you feel bad, but Brady looked great, and it's good to see him and Bennett and him and Gronk and Edelman. That That's going to be a deadly weapon. But I want to go to the team that you like to talk about, and you love you some Aaron Rodgers. Kind of a ho-hum, boring game. Most people were kind of going back and forth between the debate and and Sunday Night Football. But even if you got annoyed of sort of the, like, the mudslinging, like you called it, of, of the debate, you kind of – Went stayed on the debate because the game was actually boring. Like I actually tried to watch some of the game, and I was like, uh, "Let me just see what these two fools running for our presidency are talking about." But I'm not loving this offense. They're having trouble running. I don't know. Did Eddie Lacy get hurt too? And maybe he they got just hurt. Starks. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie he got, got hurt, hurt, and Odell got his touchdown, which I said on Friday he would, but they still lost. Um, Giants defense is horrible, all that money. And Eli doesn't look good. So give me your thoughts. And Rodgers didn't look great either. What's going on with both these teams? Something is missing in Green Bay. 
And I don't know what it is because Jordy Nelson's back, and that puts all the receivers in their rightful position. And it's, you know, Devontae Adams is a great three, and Randall Cobb's a very good two, and Jordy Nelson is, is you know, a, a right up there as a, as a solid number one. Um, Eddie Lacy lost that weight, so he should be ready to, to do big things. He got hurt. Let's see how, how extensive the injury is. The offensive line still is a little bit shaky. Um, Richard Rodgers, you know, they had they had Aaron uh, Cook. What's his name? Jared Aaron Cook. Cook right? yeah. Jared Cook. Jared right. Cook. Um, got hurt. Jared Cook. He got hurt a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, I like him as a pass catching tight end. But something is amiss, especially on offense. I feel like on defense they're pretty good, uh, and and their their biggest thing was stopping better. the run. They're but better than they've been so the last far, two years. Yeah, so far they're stopping the run and they're playing well. And, and in fact, their defense is keeping them in games. And their offense is the thing that's disappointing. And you know what? They'll be looking up at Minnesota, like we talked to our our buddy from Vikings Report, Daniel House. Ooh, they'll be looking up the Vikings all year. I mean, there's no reason to think that, good, that they aren't going to be playing second fiddle to the Vikings. So they're looking at a at a wild card in the NFC. And I still think that any time you have Aaron Rodgers, kind of like the, in baseball, right, like the tie goes to the runner, so the tie goes to you. <laughs> you know, if the game is close and Aaron Rodgers is on your team, you're probably going to win. But this isn't the this isn't the team that I predicted to go all the way. There He's is not something looking wrong. Like- and I don't know Aaron if it's Mike McCarthy, though. and I don't know if it's the play call. I think I some of it's Aaron. They were showing some, uh, you know, all 22 and some film, and, and Greg Cosell was breaking it down, and uh, Rodgers is holding the ball. Like, he's not making the, you know, the, the you know the first read of the first open receiver. He, sometimes he's holding it, and I, I don't know. It's going to be fascinating. But let's talk about this. Vikings team because I I really I I I said it to uh, you know Daniel House from Vikings Corner and to you that I thought that they would handle those Texans pretty good and they really did thirty one thirteen and you know it's time to really give this team is proper they're the number one team and it should be in the league and the power rankings and I really believe that they were the best team for the last two or three weeks and now Sam Bradford he's He's getting his groove, you know, remember groove theory? Well, he's getting his groove thing on because he's he's finding that rhythm. To score 31 points without your number one receiver, Stephon Diggs, that's all you need to hear. And so I was very impressed. Damn, he threw it all I over. am. Asiata, the defense scores every week. Asiata McKinnon contributed, and the Texans and Osweiler are done. They're a joke. Um, it's It's a shame, and this is why anybody can win that AFC South. Well, that's what I was the They're a joke, the but they're still going to win their division. The Texans might not. They actually might not. Really? Who do you think they're going to take it? The Titans? The Colts? Listen, it's, Look, it's anybody be can what? take it. They're all within a game and a half of each other, but but I still think the Texans are just a little bit better than everybody else. Eight. It's a race to 8-8, eight and, eight, and I don't know if the Texans will get past 8-8. Eight eight. It'll be fascinating. We'll see. Let's Let's talk about a real team because – both oh, of us which have real our team first loves. Which we real both team have we... our first loves, and <laughs> both of our first loves did great. But our second loves are the same. And our second loves scored 13 points, the New York Jets, against my first love, the Pittsburgh Steelers. 31-13. Um, let's just be honest. You said it. Once Le'Veon comes back, this well-oiled machine is just on fire, and it is. 
And now, you know, not having Bryant all season, Martavis, but but now Sammy Coates is starting to, you know, he's got to get a little bit better with the hands, but he's starting to smell himself, and he's showing his speed. And <clears throat> second year, his confidence, he's getting some swag. It, I think that they are going to be scary because the tight end Jesse James is becoming Heath Miller Jr. The defense is doing enough, and Fitzpatrick and the Jets, that was – it was kind of rough to watch because the defensive line was doing things for a bit, but the secondary is atrocious, Ray. Steelers, big win. What do you think about Big Ben, MVP Big Ben, and, uh, and, and, and the boys? I cannot say that it was a surprise. It was completely predictable. This is the beginning of the end for the Jets. I don't know that this is going to cost Todd Bowles' his job, but it's certainly going to cost them. Their schedule gets easier after next week at Arizona. If they could go to Arizona and beat Arizona, who hasn't looked amazing yet, then they play, like, the Browns and the Ravens. And, you know, so well, you never know. you're right, but uh, the Buffalo Bills are starting to win. You know the New England's going to win the division. So you're looking up at the Bills, and you're already a couple games behind them. So Jet fans, it's going to be a long season, Um, and I'm one of them. So we're looking at revised estimate. I think I had them 10 and 6 in the preseason. I might have to flip that and go 6 and 10, 7 and 9 at best. Don't say that. We both have to. I got to call it like it is. I had them in the wild card. This team is in trouble. And and now that Decker and and Marshall look like they're going to be banged and Forte look like they're – when you get hurt this early in the season, a lot of times you carry injuries with you, especially because at 1 and 4, you're probably playing when you shouldn't be. But it's going to be desperation time. And guess what? If they keep losing, Ryan Fitzpatrick's on a one-year deal. They might even very say, Look. smart of them to do that, though, Ray. They they proved that they were right in terms of only believing in him for one year. Well, Kirk and Cousins think... and Ryan Fitzpatrick have very similar stories where their teams didn't really, uh, you know, break the bank. I guess Kirk Cousins getting paid because he got franchised, but they didn't really commit to them long term and. You know, the jury's still out on, but, on whether they should have. But there's a couple of jobs, right? And we'll get to college football in a second, but you only have um, Kaya, Brad Kaya from Miami. You've got uh, Deshaun, the Deshaun two Deshauns, Watson. Kaiser, and Watson. So right. there might be other quarterbacks, right? But those are the three that could potentially go in the first round. And you're talking Jets, potentially Bears, Niners. Um, you know, maybe, I don't know what happens with the Redskins, but there's at least three to five, if not six teams that are going to need a quarterback. And there's not, you know, I mean, I think eventually some of these teams might get offers for their backups. So like if Romo comes back and we're going to get to your boys in a minute, but you know, I don't think they would give up Dak, but like, what about uh, the Bengals behind uh, Dalton is A.J. McCarron. Maybe he could get a shot somewhere. Now, the shocker was your boys. I mean, let's let's just say it. How about the Cowboys? Cowboys? Wow, Ray. I mean, really? The Bengals look like they're done. As bad as we could diss the Jets, we got to diss the Bengals. 28 The 14. Bengals were favored. And you got to <laughs> think, the Dallas Cowboys are playing with a rookie quarterback 
A rookie running back was leading the NFL. The rookie quarterback hasn't no thrown defense. an exception yet. <laughs> a very <laughs> mediocre defense. And no Des Bryant. So That's incredible. The odd Two makers make, make a lot of sense by having Cincinnati, a team that's supposed to go to the Super Bowl, well, maybe not go to the Super Bowl, but certainly uh, you know, challenge for that AFC North and, and go deep in the AFC playoffs as long as you know uh, Andy Dalton plays well. They go in and they lose to the Cowboys. Now, granted, they didn't have Tyler Eifert, but that's just one guy. You know, Gio Bernard was there and Hill was there. Dalton was there. A.J. Green was there. The defense is still the defense. So you're a little bit worried if you're Cincinnati, especially if Baltimore wins. I think Baltimore is going to come back to life, and I think they're they're done. I think they're like a 7-9 and nine team. But. Your Steelers are, are are running away probably with that division. So Cincinnati at two and three is now you know competing for an AFC wild card spot, and it looks like the Oakland Raiders. Raiders. I'm challenged the Broncos. Let's say the Broncos eventually because of that D and and you know organizationally they know but how to win. But you know what? But Don't sleep the on the Chargers. But don't sleep on the Chargers who've been in every game and have found a way in the fourth quarter to lose every game. Thursday night, quick turnaround. Kubiak's not going to be coaching. Maybe Simeon starts, maybe not. We'll see. The Chargers might upset the Broncos. They had a great great quote. I don't know if you saw this or not a quote, but a stat on on, um, the Blitz. So Boomer said that if the game ended – at the two-minute mark, now They'd assuming that Lambeau made the field goal, right? Because that was ridiculous. That wasn't his fault. It was it was just a, a muff by the punter. But if he makes that field goal, then at the two-minute mark, they're four zero and one. Two minutes left in the game, they're winning four of their games, and in one game, they're tied. So yeah, I guess you're right. If you're the San Diego Chargers, you're thinking to yourself. We're not that far off. The only problem is, you know, at four losses, you really need this game against Denver. If you go one and five, you're done. But if you're able to beat Denver, it gets interesting because the pressure might affect the Oakland Raiders. And then if they lose Latavius Murray uh, for an extended period of time, who knows? I got to say, right now, Derek Carr, he's, he's the stud of, of the Young Bucks even more than famous Jameis. Now, Jameis could surprise us tonight, go into Carolina, you know, battle Derek Anderson and, and, and you know, kind of put it on the Panthers because their secondary is suspect and Jameis can pass, and he seems to thrive when there's more pressure on him. They were uh, showing that stat. So, you know, maybe Jenkins – I mean, the problem is that, that you know, Sims and Martin have been banged up. So their running game has been hurting. But if Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson step up, it could be fascinating. But before we get to that pick, we got to give some love to Buffalo. That was a heck of a win, Ray, on the road. Your boy Shady put up a buck 54 on the Rams, which is not a bad defense, 30-19. to 19, No Sammy Watkins, and they're putting up 30 points? Yo, give Rex and Anthony Lynn some love. Anthony Lynn, the OC, give him some love. He's undefeated. Well, they made a big move. Oh, and speaking of of making moves, right, Joe Flacco got his offensive coordinator fired, Mark Tressman, 
And, they and bring Marty, Marty Morningwig, Morningwig takes over. Now, yeah. These guys, they just hang out like <laughs> these old, like old school. What was Marty uh, doing? He was like the I don't assistant know. coach. Was he, he, was he wasn't line, on their staff at all? Coach? I, I thought, thought he was, he was on the staff. Been, yeah, I thought he was on the staff. So he was probably yeah. in, doing something. But um, and, and not just a good win for Buffalo. Actually, a good win for the Redskins. Do you realize the whole NFC East has been doing hip-hop except for the Giants? I mean, Redskins, Look, Redskins are a little lucky, Detroit. by the way, that, that, no, that no, they, the foot yes. was out by an inch. But ultimately, yes. Baltimore could have won that game. Baltimore could have won, and Philly could have won. I think the referees, they, they messed up on that call because when the Lions guy recovered Ryan Matthews' fumble, Ray, I think his foot was actually on the chalk, and he was out of bounds. So, look, the Lions so that needed actually, that. But that, was, that was a third down, so they would have still had to punt. So and they only needed uh, what like a couple first downs to win the game. So, um, you know, Detroit was was still going to get the ball back. Yeah, they they probably would have, but I, I don't know. I think uh, yeah, I think but it's you know. the difference between getting the ball back right there on the whatever that was the forty yeah, and getting I mean, it back on the big, twenty. Yeah, it's a big difference in terms of the the yardage. Um, so we're kind of like you know at. The quarter mark. Who, who are you feeling? Who are you smelling? Like everybody's, you know. Obviously the Vikings. Um, so you know Matt Ryan's number one with seventeen hundred and forty yards passing. Oof. You know Ezekiel is number one with five forty six rushing. The next Eek. one is four sixty one with Demarco Murray. Receiving yards. You know Marvin. Jones is doing it at 519. That's Marvin Jones. Who's the most surprising player? We've talked about teams, but give me a couple of surprising players for you, for me at this uh, juncture of the What's up, player? So I got to say the number one most surprising player is Dak Prescott. I didn't know that he'd be this mature, this good, this early in the season. Uh, and remember, this is the same cat that at the uh, you know what cost him a couple rounds in the Had playoffs the was DUI, yeah. that yeah that episode on the Thursday Before night the bowl game in San Antonio. <sighs> so that so he he's definitely the number one most surprised. Now Ezekiel Elliott also surprised that he's winning the the rushing title, but you know what? He was the number one four pick for a reason. And, and oh, and he's got a great old line. Not, he's yeah. got a great old line and playing running back in the NFL is not that you know. Uh, uh, is a Big position transition. that you can jump in and make an easy, easier transition. So, so those guys. Uh, but I would take Dak Prescott number one. And Carson Wentz, you know, very impressed with him. Even at, even the losing cause at the press conference had a lot of he presence. He played good. Yeah. Yeah, he played very well. Um, uh, you know, the two-headed monster running backs in Atlanta, very impressive. Um, the, you know who else is impressing me? I'll give you somebody who might be a little bit off, you know, off the radar. Um, yeah, I want you to go I, off the radar. Yeah, yeah, go, you know, go off the radar. I, I got to say that the Los Angeles Rams, you know, they're three and two, and this team really, with Case Keenum, has no business being having any wins. And yet, Five games into the season in a brutal NFC West, you know, they're in second place. 
and they nobody wants to play them, especially if you're not if you're the Seahawks, the Cardinals, or the Niners. So I, I'm Buffalo actually Buffalo didn't mind playing them. <laughs> well, that's true. So, but but that's that's so so that might be part of their issue, right? Is that when you're outside of the NFC West, <laughs> you can handle these guys. But these guys are trouble in the division. Right, they already have two wins in the division. That's pretty interesting that they've played. Uh, all, all those teams have, have played each other, or at least the uh, the um, the Rams and the Cardinals have played everybody already. So, the, sorry, the Rams and the, and the Niners. Um, you know what? So, so that's a team that's that's kind of interesting to me. Is the Rams, despite having nothing but Todd Gurley on offense, are still at three and two, competitive in a new crappy stadium, but competitive in that NFC West and, and somebody that nobody in that division wants to face. Well, I'm going to say this. I'm really impressed that the Bills have been able to turn it around to 3-1 and one after the horrendous Isn't loss. Isn't that what Jets. Rex always does, though, right when he's on the verge? Yeah, he's but this fired. seems to be... But this seems to be different. They're looking very good. Tyrod Taylor is being efficient, not killing it. But when you only have Robert Woods and then, you know, Goodwin and nobody else and no Sammy Watkins, to be able to score 14 points is impressive. But uh, a 30-burger against a pretty good defense. Now some of their defensive linemen got hurt during the game, but still it's not a bum defense. And I'm really impressed with just – Shady and DeMarco Murray, because I think, um, you know, I I hate when everybody tries to say the running back position is not important. And let me tell you, the Cowboys, Tennessee Titans, Cardinals, and Bills are going to rely on the top four rushers in the league quite a lot. The same with the Steelers with Le'Veon Bell now that he's there. And I think it benefits you to be able to have, or even the two-headed monster like the Falcons. But when you got a back, like the Bears found in Jordan Howard now, the young stud who I loved. Remember I was telling you from Indiana, we both saw him in the Big Ten games. He was a beast. You know, these type of guys, they can, you know, even like a LeGarrette Blunt, they can help you win games come into November, December, those last five, six weeks of the season. And I think it's a big deal, especially for these teams when they're going to be battling for the division. And if the Colts and Jaguars can't run the ball and maybe the Texans, you know, Tennessee's going to be able to run it, and they might be able to steal some wins um, down the road. So, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm pretty that, impressed but, with, with – But let me let me just say something, and, and this is coming from, from my Cowboys. You know what running the ball does? First of all, it allows you to control the pace of the game. It allows you to put your imprint on the game. Because you know what? If you get burnt by an 80-yard touchdown, yeah, that's a little demoralizing, but it's not the same as a 17-play drive that takes up six minutes and goes 80 yards and, and you just get, like, like stabbed in the, you know, in the stomach. But more than that, look <laughs> at your defense gets the rest, did. yeah. Well, exactly. The Cowboys got to protect a defense, and a defense that is below average – but because they're not on the field as much, because they're not exposed as much, they just have to play good enough. Now, are the Cowboys ready to compete for a title? No, because I think you need to play much better defense than that, especially in, in November, uh, December, and then certainly in January. But, but does Romo give them a better chance? So I still think so, but I think this Green Bay game will be very interesting to see how Dak plays in Lambeau. Um, this is a huge game. This is a huge game. Right before the bye. Huge. because. 
Tony Romo, if Dak stumbles and Tony Romo plays against Philadelphia right after the bye, if Dak goes out there and wins and Dallas wins 30-20, to 20, um, I'm thinking Tony Romo has to sit a little bit more. But we'll see. Well, I think but, he wants to play Romo, uh, Jerry Jones, because that's kind of his guy, and I think they feel to beat – Minnesota, Seattle, these teams in the playoffs, you have to be able to go down the field and attack, and that's what Romo can do. But at the same time, he also can throw you out of a game where Dak right now is not throwing you out of a game. And Dak can move the chains with the running and not throwing interceptions. You can stay in the games with Minnesota and Seattle and, and some of these tough Falcons and tougher teams in NFC. So you're right. The Packer game is going to be a huge benchmark and a huge measuring stick, and it'll be a fascinating dilemma. I say he goes back to the Romo, but it might not be the end of Dak because I don't know if Romo will stay healthy or play well. So stay tuned. Let's get to Monday Night Football and then college football, Ray. Um, look, Tampa Bay, man, if they're ever going to – Get a game, and this is Winston's first game on Monday Night Football. He's on the road against the NFC, you know, conference champs and the NFC South division champs from last year. Without Cam, you got to believe he's licking his chops, a bad secondary. This is the time. This is it. I want him to seize the moment. I think he'll play decently but I think the Panthers will still win. Now, the bye week's coming up for them, and they need to get Cam and Stewart back. But this could be a little upset special, and I'm, I'm going to be. I'm gonna admit I'm not brave enough to pick it, but don't be surprised if Tampa wins. I'm going to say Olsen does enough, hopefully not too much, because I'm going up against him in fantasy. He needs to stay under 16 points. <laughs> But I think you're going to see a little bit of Anderson who could throw it down the field to Ted Ginn and a little bit to Calvin Benjamin. And I say the Panthers squeak it out, Ray, 24-20 over famous Jameis and the Buccaneers. I can't disagree. The Bucks are or were, in our opinion, an up-and-coming team. They really need this win because if they lose – Wow, I mean, in that division, especially because Atlanta looks like they're for real, they're they're pretty much done. Carolina smelled the promised land last year. They lost Killer Cam, and Jonathan Stewart going down obviously hurt them from jump this year. Carolina needs the game more only because expectations are higher, and I think they'll deliver. I think ultimately Funches and Benjamin – uh, even Cameron Artist Payne, they'll have enough. Uh, Jameis tends to make a mistake or two every game. I think he's the only quarterback out there with a, with an interception in every game. So the defense travels, even though the defense is at home. But the defense is going to play okay. I think Carolina just is all around a better team, and I would think it would take a great Tampa Bay performance to win in Carolina, especially a game that they need so much. So like you, I think it's a Close game. I think Carolina wins. Um, I'll say 27-23. It's going to be fascinating, folks. But, Ray, let's talk about Saturday. It's a Saturday. Um, We'll get to the top 25 in a second. But i got to ask you, 
How surprised were you for the two upsets of Washington State spanking Stanford after they just got handled by Washington the week before? That was not a good look. And then Navy outscoring and, you know, running it down the throats of Houston to probably destroy their college football playoff chances. Let's talk about those two upsets first. What do you think? So in terms of Stanford, your boy, our boy, Mm. friend to the show, David Shaw, is so very conservative that you will always have a chance to beat them. They'll always be hanging around. They'll never pull away from you, so therefore you'll always be in it with them, and they just can't score. So they put up 16 points at home, and Washington State put 42 on them. Now Their quarterback's not ready. ready. Yeah, the quarterback's not ready. The, the, The offense is really keyed around Christian McCaffrey, and I think there's enough tape out there and there's enough coaching and scheming, and it's tough. It's tough when you don't have other people. Not only do you not have other people to spread it out, but but play calling-wise, and David Shaw's an offensive guy, but his play calling is very conservative, tight to the vest. And yeah, so they're more team, smash mouth. And, uh, yeah, either, right. either you got a smash mouth and, and that's your identity, but that's really not their identity, or you got to spread it out and, and, and throw some gimmicks in there and, and open up the field. But right now they're very vanilla, and they remember they were lucky to win a couple weeks ago. So, uh, you know, e- even though they're ranked 15th, they were ranked 15th, they're, you could argue they haven't looked good all season. Now, Houston, this is a killer. That's a rough Not only loss. for Houston, but it might be a killer for Louisville too, because Louisville, Louisville. needs to be very good so that they can be that second ACC team in there. But because they play them, you know, the season. well, good thing Houston only dropped to thirteen, which was surprising. Yeah, maybe they yeah, showed yeah. maybe a lot, a lot of respect. Of and yeah. you know what? And the Houston coach, obviously, everybody's talking about him at LSU and him at Texas. Oh, everywhere! So, Everybody everywhere. wants Herman <laughs> here, there, and everywhere. So the thing is with me, it's hard to go thirteen and zero, and that's what people were saying that you have to do at Tech, at uh, Houston to make it to the to the uh, Elite Four to you know to the Final Four. Now they're, they're pretty much out, right? Unless all these top teams have two losses, too many undefeated teams that I don't think enough teams would have two losses that Houston would get back in it. So it still doesn't mean they're not going to have a great season. I just think that Navy is such a traditionally difficult matchup that it's a rough really, that triple option. Yeah. yeah, you don't really unless you play Georgia Tech, you don't really know what it's like to go up against that triple <laughs> option team. And you know what? Once in a while, they'll catch you by surprise, and that's why you know if I'm an AD, I'm not scheduling Navy. Not no, happening. that's a good point. So uh, let's run through this top ten real fast. Bama, you know, and they get most of the first place votes, but everybody, you know, in the top four got a little sprinkle. Bama's one, Ohio State two, Clemson three, Michigan four. Now you voted Washington for Michigan. Five, is that the number one vote? That 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 is definitely you know go blue because when you put up seventy and then seventy eight between Michigan and Washington, those two teams are letting everybody know in the top three. Listen. We are ready, and we want to play you. So well, the good I thing is, yeah, want... Thanksgiving, 
They'll be playing yes. Ohio State. I know. It's going to be on. But I just want Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson to be on notice that Washington and Michigan are not to take for joke. Now, I think you called that I went with Tennessee, but while you're acting all Aggie, they pulled it out in overtime, Ray. Big win. Tennessee, amazing comeback. Some interesting calls, but you know what? You, you win it, and, and, and I think Sumlin, his defense is a little lost. bit better. Tennessee lost it, but stayed the same. They stayed nine in in the uh, in I the give I give them credit because people are seeing that this team is for real, and Joshua Dobbs is no joke. And even though they put themselves in a the hole, this team is dangerous. Tennessee can beat anybody on any given Sunday. So Louisville's a seven, Wisconsin eight, like you said, Tennessee nine, and. I'm shocked at how good Nebraska – give give uh, your boy that went over there a couple of years ago, the head coach, I'm dropping his name right now, but give him credit because uh, Nebraska has really stepped up faster than people thought. They're at 10, Baylor 11, Ole Miss 12, and Houston, we said they dropped to 13. couple questions. Florida State beating Miami, were you surprised? They moved up to, what, 14, Miami dropped down from 10 to 16. Were you surprised at Florida State's win and then staying in the ACC? Were you shocked like I was of how Virginia Tech went on the road and put it on North Carolina? What, they held them to three points? Put up like 30-something? So that was huge. Virginia Tech and Florida State, give me your thoughts. Yeah, they knocked North Carolina out of the top 25. <laughs> that I was, mean, they were like, bye-bye. That was a whooping, whooping Ray. Right? I mean, yo, oh, Virginia Tech, I didn't know. Now I know. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't you know. No, now you know. Now you know. Uh, yeah, Vacek did it to them. So, yes, that was crazy. Um, yeah, g- give – yeah, give Riley credit at Nebraska, like you were saying. Mike Riley doing some big things at Nebraska, you know, reinvigorating that program. And the Big Ten, give them credit. Four out of the top ten teams are Big Ten teams. And, by the way, and that's without Michigan State, right? That's with Wisconsin and Nebraska holding it up. I mean, obviously you figured Uh, uh, Ohio State Michigan would be there. Um Miami versus Florida State. You know what? If he makes that anybody could have won point, it. Anybody could that have won game's it, yeah. tied. Yeah. So to me, that's just a great game. That, that's an evenly matched game. If they if they play that game ten times, each side wins five. So I'm cool with yeah. both of those guys. They, they they played well. They represented the conference. So yeah, no beef there. Uh, you know, obviously Miami dropped six six slots. Yeah. Florida State. You know, went Oklahoma's up. back though, Ray. They they took care of Texas in a shootout. Great game. I thought they'd win. They did it. Number nineteen. They won the Red River rivalry. Good for Oklahoma. I think they're going to have uh, an, an you know resurgence. I think they'll run the table and you know wind up you know probably going ten and two. They're three and two now. So good for them. West Virginia still up in there. Arkansas. Auburn is back in. Um, the but one question that Michigan I, break in the top twenty-five. I, Right, I think it's a great story, and I think teams like that totally deserve it, and especially because Texas and Notre Dame. I gotta ask you, first of all, Notre Dame losing to NC State, ridiculous. And are we at the point? I, you know, I don't think either of these gentlemen should lose their job, Charlie Strong and Brian Kelly. I think. Strong needs more time, but we know 
I know, but he needs more time. I know, I know. But that's because the boosters didn't like him from jump and they had their issues, whether it was, you know, their prejudice or whatever it is. Red McCombs, what, from the Spurs, whatever, he never liked them when they hired him. So what are you going to do when the big money boosters don't want you? But then, Kelly, I, I question if, I think he'll make it through the season, but then I question if he has another bad year after next season. He's going to be gone, and I don't know what's going on with Notre Dame. That I, they, they fell off a cliff, and I didn't think that they lost that much talent. What do you think is going on? Notre Dame's a hard one to pinpoint because they were preseason top ten, and you know what? They had the talent to back it up, and I really like this kid, Deshaun Kaiser. So you would argue that if they had gone – with the quarterback by committee with Malik Zaire and Deshaun Kaiser, that that would have been a distraction. They chose the right guy, 100% Deshaun Kaiser is a better quarterback. But for some reason, the the offense is clicking. So so it's not a statistical issue. It's not a statistical thing. They're just not making the clutch plays, and their defense is horrible. So like Texas, it's really bad. these two teams cannot defend at all. Two. But no offense against NC State. I mean, that was not offense, well, three and points. Then, and yeah. then the, the, that's just a dud performance. So I don't, I don't know if they yeah. just, you know, I don't know if they were just kind of off or, or what. But, yeah, pretty bad. Were you impressed by Arkansas in terms of how tough they played against Bama? Like, they, they lost, but they still, you know – Austin Allen, I mean, look, it's Bama's just Bama, 49-30. But I think this Arkansas team is really good. I really do. They're going to win their bowl game, whoever they face, and they'll, you know, they'll they'll be in the top, you know, 15 to 20 when the season ends. And have you heard word? Is LSU Florida, there's a lot of controversy with this game of when they're going to play it. Are they going to do it in the night? I guess the weekend of the before Thanksgiving, which would not be good because LSU would, has a Thursday night game the week before and wouldn't have any rest, and or the week, you know, week, yeah, the week after that. So I don't know what's going to happen with LSU Florida. What well, they're you saying now November nineteenth doesn't work. It's more controversial. So yeah, I, I don't know that that's a problem, and and. Why didn't they play that game? Like in retrospect, why didn't they play that game? Because because uh, the South Carolina Georgia game played and everything's okay. Uh, I guess Gainesville mm-hmm. was a backup site for people in the state of Florida. They misjudged it, right? They, 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 they really and look, misjudged it. Better safe than sorry, played. right? So God forbid if something had happened and people right, driving right. on the way to the stadium because seventy, eighty thousand people in a stadium and all the cars and the tailgating. I get it, uh, yeah. but. You know, it just shows you that college football is big money and, and trying to reschedule, you know, a lot of times you have one bi- one bye week, and if it doesn't align with those two teams, that's, that's a tough thing to do logistically. No, it definitely is. Well, listen, hey, you know, good show, and I think, honestly, we're going to have some great games. Oh, we definitely have to pick Thursday night football before we sign off. You got the Chargers hosting the Broncos without their head coach. It's early in the week, so we're not sure if Simeon's going to go or not. I haven't seen a point spread yet, but gut feeling is this: uh, Broncos could lose and they'll be fine. But is this it for the Chargers? Is this 
you know, no more going to L.A. or no more staying in San Diego. You know, Rivers could potentially, you know, be gone after this or traded or, you know. Well, Rivers has kind like of, 15 children and wants to stay in that area, right? I don't think he even has said that. Most, that, most players at this point in his career say, oh, I want to win a championship. It's the most important thing to me. Yeah. I feel like Rivers wants to stay on the West Coast with his kids, which I don't blame him. I mean, I, I get it, no, but I'm definitely. not sure. He's chomping at the bit to win as much as he is. I, I to bet. I bet if he felt that he could go to a team for one year, like a New York, that he would go potentially win. I honestly think the Jets should try to trade for him. I really do because I think their defense, is, you know, they need to fix the secondary, and maybe it's not in season this season, but if they could do it next season, refix the the secondary a little bit, and then add Phillip Rivers, I think the Jets could 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 really win it. Real quick before we pick the game and go, the Nationals, bottom of the ninth now, they're up 8-3, to three, so they exploded on the Dodgers, Ray. And what is it, uh, 4-1 Indians 4-1 over the Indians Red Sox? 4-1 Indians over the Red Sox. So it looks wow. like you may have seen the last of David Ortiz. Tito um, Francona Oof. gets revenge on his Red Sox. And a team that has we underestimating won. him as a manager. We gotta talk, we gotta just say that real quick. Is he? He's really he's like he uh, really is Joe Madden, right? Joe Madden, Joe Torrey. He's got that touch. He's, All right, just went five. The Nationals win eight three, so they're yes. up in the series two to one. That's huge. Gosh, could they win it in L.A.? Wow, that would be gangster. And, yeah, this game's now getting ready to go into the bottom of the six. The Red Sox are losing 4-1. All right, I, you know what? I'm going to go on to Limbre. Shocker, but I'm going to say it. Last field goal, Joey Bosa shows up big. The Chargers finally, you know, listen, Tyrell Williams and Travis Benjamin, you want to pick up somebody in fantasy, pick them up as wide receivers or make a trade because each week they're getting crazy stats. Gates is back. Him and Hunter, two tight ends. Melvin Gordon is running. I think the Broncos lose with a banged-up Simeon or Paxton Lynch. 27-26, last-second field goal. Chargers walk off at home, and Phillip Rivers is on the set with Dion and everybody laughing it up. Prime time. Uh, I can't see it happening. I think Denver's a better yeah. team. Even I'm though San Diego has been close in most of their games, I think at the end of the day that Denver D is too much. They'll turn Phillip Rivers over. Denver will run the ball and do enough passing that they will make it a five-point game. So I'll say they win in an awkward score, 25-20. Denver. I like that. You, you like, you, I know it is. You like that defense to get some points, don't you? Yeah, they scored those two touchdowns in the second half a couple weeks ago, and and they're still tough. They're still a tough D, and you know Rivers, he's a gunslinger, so he can put up 400, but he could also throw a couple interceptions. Definitely so. Well, everybody enjoy the sports week. Also, you know, enjoy hockey, and we'll give you a a little uh, Final Four and Stanley Cup champion prediction on Friday. And uh, we'll be talking NBA soon. The clock is ticking, and our preview will be, what, Monday, October 24th, when the season tips off the 25th. Might even surprise you with a guess. We'll see what we'll do, but we might save it for, you know, into November. But either way, basketball talk is coming, a hockey prediction, football, football, and more football. Enjoy the baseball playoffs. 
And we will talk to you on Friday. We are out. Peace. See ya.